0: Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. We are talking about money and financing and all that fun stuff associated with that. And um, we're talking about big picture stuff. And, a little I, later, I, but, I got
1: a question for you. You yeah, said for me. in the uh, last segment that you had you just had a recent budget meeting with your bride. Yep. Yeah. And he hadn't done it in quite a while. Mm-hmm i mean when you think of money do you uh do you think about money a lot
0: yes and it's usually worry and now I, i'm the sole provider and 100 percent commission job right so that kind of fluctuates with me so you know there's seasons of, there's seasons uh, plenty. of plenty great and there's seasons of not so money has always been this underlying for me is like emma is there going to be enough yeah so that, that's usually money is usually the worry about it. And what do I do when I worry about it? I don't talk about it. I kind of revert backwards, which makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. When you've got problems with that. Ver-
1: the, the very thing that we should do. So we need, Because the Bible has a lot to say about money. Right. So Steve, uh, we have Steve Carter and Mike Graham with us. Steve, talk to us about, um, this is Solid Steps Radio, Solid Steps. What are some practical steps that we can take towards walking in freedom, because the, uh, God wants us to have joy and peace and fulfillment and not be burdened mm-hmm. about money and finances.
2: Yeah, you know, the, the main thing I would tell people is to start by developing a spending plan or a budget. And when you sit down to I do like that... I like spending plan a little bit better than the word budget. It <laughs> feels better, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah. I like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, according to what the Bible would say is that we need to decide first what we're going to give. Right, So we want to start with that equation and say, okay, here's what's coming in, how much, um, how much do we want to give? And uh, the Bible talks about uh, o- obedience in that area and just bringing back to the Lord what is really his. And so you want to do that first. After that, I tell people to look at what's called oftentimes the four walls of your, you know, of your spending. Okay. That's your uh, food. I'm not talking about restaurants. I'm talking about just being able to make sure your family eats. The second being your shelter, you know, your home, your apartment, whatever that looks like. And that needs to include your utilities, the ability to have the lights on and the heat. Gas. And, and yeah, that kind of thing. The third would be clothing. I want everybody to be, you know, wearing clothing, right? And so, you know, basic clothing. And uh, the fourth being transportation. You know, in the world we live in today, we've got to have some way to, you know, uh, in our lives to get to and from and that sort of thing. Now, when you just really start focusing on what are your basic needs, what do you really need you know, to have, and maybe not so much what you want to have, but what do you really need to have in those four areas, and make sure that that's captured in your budget and your spending plan. So you got what you give, you got what you need to care for your family in those four areas. Then you start going, well, what's left? What's left over and what can we do with that? And I would always encourage people, find some amount of money, even if it's a small amount, and enjoy it that month, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to just be so uh, tied down that you get no joy in your life and you don't have anything that you enjoy doing because there's no money left over. So whatever that looks like. Maybe you don't eat out at restaurants except one time a month. And you make a big deal out of that, right? And you say, hey, we're going to get to go out tonight. Where's everybody want to go? Here's our budget for that. we got our cash in this envelope that's set aside for that one night a month uh, to eat out. Um, Only one time a month? Well, it just depends on your situation, right? <laughs> some people, that's what they need to do, right? They need to uh, have the kind of determination and discipline necessary to go, you know, right some of the wrongs of the past, pay down the, the debt that is, you know, uh, got them paying, you know, lots of interest and lots of payments, and moving towards financial freedom. Um, uh, I like uh, what Hebrews chapter twelve verse eleven says, which is that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. It's mm-hmm. so oftentimes this budgeting process, you know, uh, can feel a little painful but it'll pay off in the long run. In the long if we, if we can just get uh, our eyes
1: to look down the road a little bit and and to say no now so that we can basically say yes later. I love how Dave Ramsey says uh you know live like today like nobody else so that you can live tomorrow like nobody else. That's right. And that that's, what, that's really what you're talking about. That's right. Um how, how we we talked in the break um uh, just the power of you know, just some simple things that we can cut back on. what What are some things that we can simply cut back on s- save some expense and give us some creative ideas of what we can do? Mike and Steve, you can just jump in here.
3: well we we talked about when we go out to eat um, we go out that, when we go out once a month when we go out once a month, uh, <laughs> do we order a cup of coffee for three dollars or do we uh, order water for zero? And, um, you know, and and what kind of meal do we buy? Um, do we buy the filet mignon or do we buy a strip steak or, or a hamburger or something like that? So there's, there's ways to do it that way. Um, when I look at ours at home, I find I'm probably spending the one category that I probably have too much money invested in is our, our phone and cable bill. We have everything blocked together, you know, our cell phones, our house phone, our, our internet, um, it's all in one in our in one our package package deal, and I look at that and I say, this can't be good, you know. And uh, <laughs> um, and then I find that you know I just don't use that much of it anyway, you know. Really and truly, I don't use that much of it. And, Of course, now they give you a smart TV, which allows you to <laughs> get all these additional items and pay for them, and so we've got to realize that the world is our enemy. You know to uh, they're going to win we we've always got to have the better car now i have not bought a new car since 1994 i think was my last new car but i've always i always buy used cars two to three years old and i get gotten good good uh, results from that and make sure they're they're running well when i buy them and try to take care of them um so we can spend a lot of money in in that. Some cars will tell you that you've got to have premium gas, and I am learning that you don't have to have premium gas. You can use regular gas in a lot of the cars, and it does just as well. You know, we
1: can save a lot of money beside yeah. not, not just premium gas, but kind of premium everything. Premium everything yeah. If we if we go premium in a lot yeah. of areas of our yeah. life, it's just going to
3: cost cost. It's going to cost us premium. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So I, I just think there's, you know, you just have to look around your own situation. A couple places I don't think we should skimp on is our giving to God, because I do believe He blesses us when we when we tithe or tithe plus. I mean, we've been we're in a situation now, and I thank God for it that we can give quite a bit more than a tithe, you know, in our in our income of our income to to His work. And we've uh, found some parachurch organizations that we work with as well and, you know, give to them. And we're still able to help people go on mission trips and and um, um, uh, special events and things like that and funeral memorials and things, you know. So we, we try to make sure that's in our budget and, um, and do that correctly. But we need to honor God and, and say everybody's got a different situation in their home, you know. And we talked about buying flooring. And we just bought flooring about six or seven years ago. We took out carpet and put in wood. Was it in your budget? It was in our budget. Okay. We, we had allocated for it. Um, <laughs> but it was expensive. But it's it's working out well. And it does enhance the look of the house. So, you know, hopefully that will pay off one of these days down the road. I don't know if it will or not with our economy. But, you know, you just have to look for different things that will that you know are, are, are worthwhile you don't have to have the very highest priced tv the one that curves around and 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 uh you know makes everything look just go gorgeous i i grew up with a black and white um without a remote can you believe that how did you live mike well, it was hard well you're roughing down all the time you're roughing down all the time <laughs> so you know we don't have to have the biggest we don't have to have the best my My uh, philosophy and my wife's philosophy is that we try to buy uh, middle of the road, generally speaking middle of the road
1: My grandpa used to yeah, say you don't yeah. have to you don't have to make so much if you don't spend so much
3: you know, that's right that's right and we are debt free, which is a phenomenal feeling, and I would recommend that anybody before they retire become debt free and have no car payments, no credit cards, no house payments, do not go into retirement with debt on your plate
1: okay so um steve jump in uh, uh, how do we how do we move out of indebtedness
2: well <clears throat> it it's going to require sacrifice mm-hmm. to begin to pay down all the debts that you have and um, the best plan is to you know line up all your debts putting the one with the smallest balance at the top and the one with the largest balance at the bottom and just begin to attack them one at a time. And and Dave Ramsey in Financial Peace University calls it a snowball effect, a debt snowball. And so the money you allocate to that first debt that you can, you know, spare out of your budget then rolls into paying off the next debt. So if you got let's say you got a, let's say you got a mortgage, let's say you got a car payment and you got two credit cards, so the smallest credit card the smallest balance goes to the top. Now, it seems counterintuitive to a lot of people that you should put the one with the highest interest at the top and you know get rid of that. But more than it being a logical thing for people, it's, a, it's an emotional thing for people. When you get the first win of paying off a debt... And that's why you put the smallest one at the top, because you can get a quick win and go, this feels really good. Let's keep going. Get
0: that off my back. Exactly. You mm-hmm. get the big mo yeah. momentum at that
1: point, right? Yeah. And, then ta- you, and then you move to the next cool. credit card. That's right.
3: Yeah. And the other issue there, too, is how long does it take to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah, but it takes a long time. <laughs> it takes a long time to eat an elephant. So what? Steve's absolutely right about that.
0: I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. And... Um, We're going to come back with a final segment talking about money. We're going to thank Carol Rogers, Carpet One, for stepping up and sponsoring us and visit Ken Martin and his crew. So we're going to take one more break and have one more segment talking about money. And we're going to talk about the next segment, a little bit broader picture of what stewardship really means in that definition. So thanks for listening. Facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you have not heard, uh, just tuning in, if you want to hear the rest of this show, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash solid steps radio. You can find us on iTunes, and we will post the podcast of this episode on Monday. So if you want to hear this episode or any other episodes, go to those sites and you'll be able to. Pick that up, and uh, we're talking about money today.
1: Yeah, and, and Chad, we also need to uh, encourage you, listeners. All of you know of one or two people who need to hear this show because they are they're struggling financially. They're struggling with how, with creating a budget or 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 whatever. And would you just pass this on to them? Would you encourage them to go to the radio, uh, to the podcast, and listen? Because. You know, God wants us to walk in freedom. God wants us to have uh, what Jesus said is the abundant life. And so, Steve, talk with us about um, how do we have that abundant life when when we're struggling maybe financially, and and how do we move towards this life of joy and peace and fulfillment that we're all looking for? Yeah. And and, and relate that to finances, what we've been talking about.
2: You know, I, I think it starts with a heart and a mind change, For a lot of people, recognizing that everything that we have, whether it be what's in our bank account or whether it be the car in our driveway, the home we live in, the time we have, our family that's been given to us, our kids and our wives, um, all of that has been given to us by God. And it's really His, He's the owner of it. And we are entrusted to manage those things right and so when we begin to look at it that way it's sort of freeing in a sense right it's no longer this sense that oh i've got to you know get all this right uh, all by myself you just go to the owner and you say lord what do you want me to do with all this and uh you begin to release a little bit the grip that you have on all this money and all these Mm. things and and it and it Creates peace in your life to know that it's the Lord's, not mine.
1: We st- we still have to be responsible because many times we we we've spent too much. Go back to that statistic: forty percent of us spend more than a hundred percent of what we make and what That's we right. take in, and so we have to be responsible for that. But yet, it's a, it's really freeing to be able to say, "Okay, God, I, I've I've been screwing up for the last you know five, ten, fifteen, or you know whatever years. I I need help to get this right. That's right.
2: Um, I want to live with freedom. The Bible's got 2,300 passages that speak directly to the topic of money. Mm. I always tell people, there's a you go to Barnes & Noble or any bookstore, Amazon.com, you're going to find thousands of books on the topic of money. But the very best book (laughs) is the Bible. And uh, I I like how my friend and uh, uh, stewardship guy, Chris Brown, says that uh, stewardship is managing god's blessings god's way for his glory Mm. and in a real sense what we just want to bring all the men out there back to is what is god's way to manage this money because when you do it his way it brings joy and peace mike how do you how do you
1: change your mindset i mean most of us we we think it's our money it's our savings account it's our bank account it's our home how do we change that mindset
3: Well, it's not easy. I think we have to recognize that it's not easy. Change is difficult for most of us in in a whole bunch of different ways. But I think one of the things we have to do as men, we have to determine what our godly challenge is from the scripture. Our godly challenge is to spiritually lead our homes. And we use the word stewardship uh, I like what Steve said. We're managing. It's really a, the word is managing. Stewardship's a nice churchy word, but managing is probably a more practical word in our society today. We manage what God has given us, which means that we have to turn our hearts and, and, and everything we have over to God, and that's really hard to do. I can turn almost everything over to him except my wallet,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that really that's a, that's a real struggle you know, for, for so many people to do. We don't like to be without, you know, we don't like to see our neighbor have something that we don't have.
1: And when we see it, yeah, we get, we, we, want, we get yeah.
3: And plus the fact that we're living in a materialistic world. Um, meaning that every time you turn on the TV, they're advertising something either to eat, to buy, or to have in your home that's going to enhance your life and if you don't have it you will have missed out. Well, you haven't kept up with your neighbors. You know, you have your are you're, you're going to be looked down upon because people don't uh, think you're you're with it so to speak.
1: So there so so what you're really talking about there is this contentment.
3: It's contentment. It's contentment. And we do not find contentment in things. I think we need to realize that we only find contentment in Christ. Mm. So men, if you're listening today, um I would really challenge you to take that leadership role. I would challenge you to love your wives and your children. And I would challenge you to um, be the best person that Jesus wants you to be. And if you want to get more blessings in life, do what the Bible tells you to do.
1: Go after the Bible
3: and see what it says.
1: I I love what Paul said to Timothy. He said, but godliness with contentment Contentment. Mm -hmm. is great gain. Gain. That's right. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we'll take nothing out of it.
2: Kurt, I remember back to the very earliest days of my marriage, and we didn't have much. Uh, in fact, my very first television came out of the out of a dumpster. Uh, somebody was getting rid of an old TV, and you talk about no remote control, and uh, we had a card table loaned to us by my in-laws, and... It had a piece of duct tape on it to kind of you know cover over <laughs> the vinyl together, binder. but I'll tell you those were just really, really happy days for mm-hmm. our marriage and for my life, so mm-hmm. oftentimes I think people uh try to get their happiness from things you know material yeah. things but the but that's not where you're going to find it right you're going to find it in relationships both with your heavenly father and with your spouse and your family that's mm-hmm. really where the happiness is going to come from.
1: Yeah, Jesus said it's more blessed to give yeah. mm-hmm. than it is to receive. And, and yeah. if we can begin to understand that, that's if if we could just begin to have, again, what we talked about earlier, this yeah. giving spirit, um, we we begin to find out the, the, the true fulfillment and meaning of life.
3: Yeah. Kurt, you've been on several mission trips, I know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I'll bet one thing that happened on those mission trips wherever you went, poor people had more joy in their finances than rich people. It's, I'm 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 amazed. I'll, I'll never
1: forget my first missions trip ever. I was in, in in Indonesia in the middle of a jungle, and these people had nothing, nothing. nothing. They they were hunting crocodiles and that's what they would they would eat and they would them, try to sell the leather yeah. the hide for leather and but they had nothing I mean they had little huts with yeah. and I was blown away <laughs> with the the happiness and contentment and joy yeah. you'd wake up in the morning right. and they are just smiling, smiling and full of and and I'm I'm like going wow. Yeah. You guys need to come to America and show us how to live. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we can
3: show them how to live <laughs>
1: the wrong yeah,
2: way. Yeah. Comment on that, Steve. You know, I was reminded of a, a friend of mine told a story about uh, going to a restaurant, and uh, this family really had a spirit of giving. And I love how this dad really sort of shared that with his family. So as he was raising his kids, it kind of experienced that and they recognized that the waitress was probably a single mom they got the sense of that yeah and um when they got to the point of paying the bill the dad said hey you guys want to bless this lady and yeah dad yeah well how much should we do and they they decided three hundred dollars and he had three hundred dollars in his wallet and he put those three three hundred dollar bills in that little leather uh you know envelope that they Mm -hmm. get the and so as they were putting their coats on and walking out the door, she comes chasing them down, going, "Hey, I think you made a mistake. Yeah, I think you thought you put 3 10 dollars bills in here. The bill was 27 dollars, uh, but you put 300 dollar bills." And he said, "No, no, no, that wasn't a mistake." And uh, she broke down and shared, you know how God had you know um, she'd felt really distant from him lately and couldn't understand her circumstances, but uh, she, you know how much that really meant to her. Mm. and uh, as they got in the car and they were driving away uh the 6-year-old daughter in the back seat said daddy do you think we were the only christians in that restaurant today mm. and uh he said there was a silence that came over us and we recognized the fact that uh most of us as christians we have the best of intentions to give like we want to be a people that give but so few of us actually Mm -hmm. live a lifestyle of generosity and giving and i think we have an opportunity as spiritual leaders in our homes as husbands and fathers to really pass that on to our kids and show them what it looks like to live a generous life
1: generous generosity Mm -hmm. is so attractive Mm -hmm. uh we are out of time guys it has been an absolute joy and a blessing to have you guys in here thanks for sharing your hearts your stories thanks for having us um just super uh, Steve, would you pray for the men that uh, we would be people who give and would live generous lives? The Bible says he who refreshes others will himself
2: be refreshed. Would you That's pray? That's right. I'll pray. Father God, you have put in in our very DNA to be givers. We were created in your image, and you are a God who gives. In fact, you... Gave your one and only son so that we could uh, have life and eternal life. And so, God, we give you thanks for that. And I pray uh, that as we uh, go through our day-to-day lives as men, we would have eyes to see those in need and we would be willing to give Mm -hmm. because you first gave to us. God, I pray that you would um, show us how to be good managers of everything that you've entrusted us. And God, it begins with just having grateful hearts, recognizing that you've given us so much. And um, and our only response is just simply to manage it wisely. God, there are many people out there listening to this right now, who, many men who are realizing that their family is in a financial mess. But God, I know that you can uh, lead them through that. So I pray that you give wisdom to them, that you would return them to to what your Bible says about managing money, uh, that you'd connect them with other Christian men and women who can help lead them uh, in this way, and uh, that you would transform their lives uh, by the power of your word. So God, I just pray a prayer of encouragement to all the men out there, that they would put their hope in you and not in their money, and uh, th- that they would be found faithful as stewards uh, when they uh, meet you in heaven someday. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening, folks.
0: If you want to hear this entire show in its entirety, you can check us out on our Facebook page, on iTunes, or on soundcloud.com. Look up furtherstillministry.org and just type in Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.